0: All right, well, I'm so excited, Taya, that you're on the podcast, and I have to tell you that I'm not the only one excited. This is pretty hilarious. So yesterday, I'm sitting on the couch, and Christian, my husband, and my dad are there, and I'm like, so I got some great podcasts coming up this week, and they asked me who, and I'm sharing all the people that I have, and I said, and Taya, and they were like, wait, Taya? Taya? from Hillsong United is on the podcast. And I was like, yeah. And my dad and my husband both were like so stoked. They're like, we cannot oh, wait for that awesome. one. So the men in our family were super stoked for you. <laughs> and as am I, cause you're just an incredible person with just a heart of gold. Uh, but I have to tell you one other funny story about Christian. <laughs> so Christian really is Uh, not just a huge fan. He just loves, he loves oceans. He loves how you lead and all that stuff. And and it was pretty funny. So one time we got in this conversation about the song oceans and he said that that was his shower song. Like that is a song that he just worships in the show. And and I thought that was so funny. And I made a joke and I was like, what do you do? You turn on the water and you say, you call (laughs) me out upon the water and the boy gets so offended that I make fun of his shower song. And he was like, don't ever make fun of my shower song or oceans again. And it, to this day, I won't touch oceans. I'm like, It's the best. Yeah. <laughs> so hey, just know. That's
2: that is awesome that's very sweet
0: it's really sweet well (laughs) we're stoked to have you Taya I'm excited to just get to know you more and ask you the question of our podcast which is what's the best piece of advice that you've ever been given such a
2: light question (laughs) just just we're diving in straight into the deep end Uh, well firstly thanks for having me you're very kind and your family is very sweet as well um the best piece of advice I have ever been given um, I would say because of the effect that it's had on my life mm. would be, um, I, when I first moved out of home and I moved to Sydney, which was 11 hours drive away. So it wow. wasn't just like an easy, <laughs> I mean, it was one hour flight, but I didn't have my license. So yeah, but <laughs> yeah. that's fine. <laughs> anyway, that's a whole other podcast. Um, and the best advice was, um, I was feeling, uh, the tug of just trying to learn how to be planted because Mm -hmm. I was trying to step into the new that I felt God had called me to a new place a new city um but I felt the tug of you know like the familiarity of going back and you know on the on the weekends basically it was just it was really about being planted um in the house of God and Mm. in the church and um I had a friend that said hey I think you could just see a bit of the struggle of like uh like you know I was going back to be with people for like birthdays and celebrations Mm -hmm. and weddings, which is great. But it was always on the weekend, which is when I would actually normally be in the house of God on the Sunday and planted in in like the new place that I was meant to be. Mm. So he said, hey, you just need to make a choice um, to be planted. He said, whether it's in this house, Mm. which was actually Hillsong city campus, the small, a smaller campus of, you know, our church and um, either this church or a different one, it actually doesn't matter, but you just need to choose to be planted. And then they said, and get alongside the vision of the house, get um, behind the vision of the senior pastors for that house and just go for it. Wow! And he said, and, you, and you're and you gonna watch because you're gonna see all your dreams are gonna be realized on the side, hmm. which I think is essentially it's, you know, seek first the kingdom of God and everything else. It's the good. things that we couldn't even think and imagine um, will be added unto us because God's so good yeah. like that, you know? And so I made the decision in that moment, okay, well, I love being here and I love, Really, I love the worship and I love mm-hmm. the atmosphere when I walk into the house of God um, in, in, in that small campus um, and I said, okay, cool, this is going to be, be the house that I get behind and I just made that decision that I couldn't, you know, like if I was going to step into the new, I couldn't keep going back to the familiar and, and the old things and, and so good. I, yeah, just Made that commitment in my heart, and um, literally all the things, all the dreams, all the things that I didn't even realize that I had in my heart, God has done above and beyond, more than I could ever think, ask, or imagine. That's Ephesians three twenty. Wow! Literally, so I would say that's the best piece of advice because it's literally impacted my life to this day. You know, and I'm sure you would say the same. But you know, in the house is where I found my husband. In the house is where I found lifelong friends, people who you know, have walked with me and the people that I've, uh, learned to be accountable to and, and to do community with and not forsake gathering together. And, um, I'm so thankful, you know, and it says many times in the Bible, you know, um, it's the planting in the Lord, like, mm-hmm. it's not something that we just, you know, decide. And I think even particularly in a time like this, um, when things are getting shaken up, Mm-hmm. you know thank goodness we have an unshakable kingdom yeah things of god are not shaken at this time it's If good. anything you know our <laughs> the foundations of our faith and what we've actually built on come out and mm-hmm. um god's kind and if we need a bit of a rebuild he'll do it in the most beautiful way it's great um yeah i I don't know like i, I love just, that I th- yeah it, it's important and yeah
0: <laughs> it's so cool no i love that and it makes me think of And Psalms are talks about to be like a tree planted by a stream of living water and how your fruit, will it it will always be fruitful. Well, you know, you never have a dry season. And just hearing you talk, it's so cool because you planted yourself in the house. And now, like, as you tell your story, scripture just flows off of you and you've seen all these promises come to life and you probably didn't go in thinking like, okay, like, I'm gonna do this and this is what God's gonna do. Like, you, know, you you could never think that. But as you just live out your life in the house of God, you just see God do what only God can do. And so I, I yeah. love your story and I, I love that that's your piece of advice because I can say the same for me. And I remember the first time I moved to Nashville and you know, I remember somebody gave me the advice. Um, And it was actually a word that's used in the Bible, and it's like, here I am God with no limits, no distractions, send me. And I like went with like this word. I was like, oh yeah, here I am God, no limits, no distractions, send me. (laughs) And then I kept going back. Same thing. Like I kept wanting to come back home and, you know, and I was like, yes, I'm being sent, but I'm also kind of backtracking and like, I'm kind of living in both of these places. And, doing that, I couldn't fully embrace what God had for me there. And then finally I did yeah. and was like, okay, I need to actually get rid of my limits, <laughs> actually get rid of my distractions and let you send yeah. me where where you have me. And yeah, look at that time. And that is where I started everything I'm doing now, you know? And again, I didn't think, oh, I'm going to do this and this is going to happen. Just did that. Mm-hmm. And the faithfulness of God to come through and, you know, teach me who I am in the process is so cool. Yeah. Um, so I feel I like this that. is funny because I feel like we're friends because we've seen each other <laughs> at different events and we cheer <laughs> each other on from the sidelines, yeah. we DM, but I actually don't even know like your story. So before Hillsong and being a worship leader, like how did you grow up? What What's your life look like before people knew who you were?
2: Yeah, um, well, I'm a country girl. Same. Uh, <laughs> I feel like once country, always country. Like, it's true. you know, when when we get to travel back home and um, like we, I wasn't born on a farm or anything, but you know, 10 minutes from my house is like farm area. And so it's like green rolling hills and wow. it's so beautiful. At the time you're just like, I can't wait to get out. But then like everybody is just like, when they go back, they're like, it's so yep. stunning. Like, it's amazing. And um, so grew up in the country and then grew up thankfully in a christian household i know that not everyone has that experience but um it was a, it was a pretty strict household <laughs> <laughs> but i'm i'm thankful for it because i feel like it saved me from many different things that, right. I've, that my friends have had to go through you know and so I grew up singing, I think I was like, mom always says like, you know, you were three and I was like running around the house singing my own little song. And she's like, you always have like a song in your heart. It's awesome. And then she loves to say that like, and you never shut up
0: since.
2: <laughs> so I was like, ah, oh, thanks mom. And thank um, you. <laughs> <laughs> awesome. um, and, and we weren't allowed to say that word when we were growing up. So I say it like a bit with tongue in cheek, like I can say it, I'm not in trouble. <laughs> Saying we grew up these same yeah. way. <laughs> I was like, oh my gosh, such a rude word, but it's <laughs> fine. Um, And so, I always knew about Jesus and I always loved him. I asked him into my heart in my bedroom with my mom when I was five. Wow um, but I really you know the ramifications of of you know what that actually means when you say okay you're the Lord and savior of my life um, until potentially like you're not forced to go to church because I know that people who grow up within church like there has to come that point and sometimes it's like 16, 17, mm-hmm. 18 years old when you choose for yourself yeah and um, and we were part of a really um really small community like <laughs> 25 people was like revival sunday you know <laughs> so Norway, awesome. it was like really really small but there was things that i'm so thankful for um that i learned in that house like they loved they loved the holy spirit and they loved the prophetic mm-hmm. and i feel like that um that probably opened up my eyes that's and cool. my heart to that that's that awesome. um and who's the holy trinity that's part of who god is in my final year of high school it was the first week um of my you know last year and mm-hmm. it's meant to be like the most amazing year where you celebrate and it's just like exciting and um five of five of my friends were in a car accident and um, one of them survived
0: oh my god and so it was
2: just like like crazy devastation and wow and i think uh like only god can work good from like tragic circumstances, like, it was amazing how, you know, teachers would say, and I went to a public high school, so this wasn't a Christian high school, there was probably like three or four Christian girls, like within our entire year, and it was just crazy. There were teachers who weren't um, believers, and they just said, wow, you girls of the faith, you're really strong for people. Wow. (laughs) Which I was just like, are you kidding me? Like, I'm falling apart here? Like, I didn't even know how to study? Like, so it, for me personally, it was kind of a write-off year, like, you know, I obviously you look back and you're like, no God, you had this completely right. under control. You know, I thought when I was younger I was going to be like a doctor, and um, and I and I wasn't like bad at school, like I was doing quite well the whole way through until roughly this happened, and then you know my parents didn't have the opportunity to go to university, so I feel like they're a little bit riding on the fact that like she's going to be <laughs> she's going to go to university and she's going to you know do this, right? And so then this happened, I really struggled like. I mean, praise God, I didn't fail any subjects, but there was a moment where um, I didn't do as well as what I had hoped. And so I didn't even apply to go to university, which I think potentially was like a kick in the gut to like, yeah, you know, my dad who had always wanted to do, a, you know, a science degree. Or like right. he was just, he's so great with figuring things out and like inventing things and he's amazing. And so um, there was a period of uh, quite a few years after that. So I started working, like, after I finished high school, I stayed in the local town and was just working in retail. Loved it because I love fashion. I love people. So it's kind of like a perfect mix. That's awesome. I can still remember all the steps that they said. You you definitely crushed the fashion game.
0: I will say, you're you're a fashion inspo for many people. I've tried to pull off some looks you've done too.
2: Yeah, no, honestly, like, how good's Pinterest? Like you just go through for the like info, you're like, okay, I like this, I like this, and you just gotta try it. And just like little piece of um advice that I have, you know, if you just like wanna try something new, I just pretend that I'm a model. So I pretend <laughs> that I'm paid I'm paid to wear it. Like if you're wearing something when you say, Oh, I'm paid to wear this, like it's okay. That
0: <laughs> I'm I'm taking that hey. advice for sure. I'm paid to wear this. Just give yourself a doll, like, I'm paid to wear this. <laughs> That's <laughs> definitely awesome. not,
2: but it's it's a lot of fun. It gives you a bit of confidence. You're awesome. like, oh well. Um and so anyway, it got to the point where I was like, okay. I told my parents I'm gonna move to Sydney to be a recording artist. I had absolutely no plan or Were you thinking like worship or were you thinking like Oh no <laughs> No, I was That's just awesome. thinking like I love to sing. I'll be a singer, and I just said I'm going to be a recording artist without even knowing like what does that even mean? How do you even That's be a recording awesome. artist? Obviously, you need to get signed. Like, and I just I don't know. So I just moved out of home, and I the timing was crazy. I felt I just felt like it was just time to go. And then obviously my parents were like, shouldn't you just like save up and have some money? Because I didn't have any money saved up. Like <laughs> I only had two hundred dollars in the bank, which was literally two hundred dollars. That's all I had. I wow. didn't have you know, and so that was for the following week's rent. You know, I found a place in Sydney that was just like a room of someone from, ch- like an older couple from church, you know, God bless the Coleman's, <laughs> I'm very grateful for them. And and my and my parents was like, oh, it just doesn't seem wise. And so then, cause I didn't have anything. I didn't have anyone. Like I had uh, attended uh, Hillsong city campus a few times, which is like in the center of the city. <laughs> which isn't the main campus, but it's just this beautiful community of people. And so I knew that if I was gonna go to Sydney, like that's where I would, you know, go and right. attend church. Um, and more on that later, cause I knew that I wasn't just gonna attend church. Like I wanted to actually like get planted mm-hmm. and serve because I wasn't keen to just like take, but I wanted to also like right. give at the same time. And so anyway, so I was like, okay, Lord, I opened up my Bible and I was reading this story where it says, Jehovah Jireh, my provider, mm. one of the names of God. And I was like, cool, <laughs> you are you Period. are all I have. Yeah. I don't have anything. <laughs> so it says that this is who you are. Sounds I need awesome. you to be who you are in this situation awesome. because I don't have a job and I need a job by next week, which is again, like, it's just illogical. Like, I don't know. I was, yeah, just like, okay, I'm, I I'm here it. Thursday. I need, I need to be working the next week. Wow. So then I handed out resumes the next day and then I got ended up all in all like three jobs I got paid trials which I didn't even know that they would pay you to trial for a job and so in the end I had um, just over two hundred dollars for the following week's rent I had enough money to buy some food and then a train ticket so I could make it to church because again I didn't drive and then there was like a dollar 20 leftover so i could buy a little chocolate oh my gosh! I, I love chocolate and i believe god cares about the little details as well so <laughs> i agree it was yeah and so then it was just like a couple of years of just uh living paycheck to paycheck and just trusting god mm. and just seeing um his faithfulness when we just step out and we choose to be obedient mm. to the little promptings and so that kind of went on for a couple of years. And I tried to serve within the creative team when I first got down. Cause obviously I love music. Right. And I was a singer and um, PS, I had absolutely no like drive to do my own like thing. So even though I told my parents, I was becoming a recording artist. Like I just worked in retail down there. I had no idea what I was doing. <laughs> and then I just started, um, I became a youth leader. It's awesome. And so again, once a youth leader, always a youth leader. Stick into your motto. (laughs) (laughs) I was like, give me the crazy kids, you know, like I'm all about it. And I just love their passion and their rawness. And let's be honest, we're not meant to be adults of God. We're children of God. We're meant to be just these kids who are just like, like dad, what are you gonna do next? Like I'm, uh, you know, I'm in, whatever it looks like. And so, and then maybe like a slightly, not as well known thing. I tried out for The Voice. Oh, cool. (laughs) <laughs> like two years later and i thought that was potentially going to be the way that i would um you know like ta-da mom and dad i did it you know <laughs> um <laughs> it's awesome but it, but it wasn't so i tried out um made it just before we actually got to like you know you do it in front of the live audience and um and i played original songs and and wow. did all that and they said like we love it amazing um and you know we'll give you a call soon t- um yeah, like you crushed it today. I was like, oh, thank you so much. And then I had a friend, um, this is where like, you know, good friends, good community, right. um, accountability come in and they say, hey, if you do this, everything will change. Which instantly made me go, oh gosh, like I don't love change. Which is, I say all the time, I laugh now because I think God has a sense of humor because when you follow him, like nothing's guaranteed yep. and you just go with the flow. That's literally, so true. the Holy Spirit flow. <laughs> so, um. I was like, oh gosh. And so then she said, but if you do this, I'll back you. And if you don't do it, I'll back you. Mm. But just, it will change. And so I prayed a prayer that I had a friend who (laughs) won Australian Idol. And he prayed this prayer at the start that said, God, if this is your will for my life, like we open the door. And if it's not what you have for me, shut it. Mm. So I thought, you know what? It worked for him. I'm gonna pray the same (laughs) prayer. (laughs) I love that. So yeah, so I said, Lord, um, open the door if this is actually what you want me to do. And if not, just shut it. And I got filled with so much peace that in that moment, I feel like I just like put it down and was like, cool. Like whatever happens, amazing.
3: Mm-hmm.
2: And then two weeks like, later, I got forced to go on a uh, like a week's holiday with work because when you're in retail, Christmas is the re- really busy period it was coming up and they wanted us like rested <laughs> to basically, you know, work us like a workhorse. <laughs> um, and so I tried to, like change the day and they're like no no it has to be this week I'm like okay <laughs> and then I try to fly home and then all of a sudden like it's usually really cheap like $50 to fly back home which is like for us like quite cheap yeah it's super and cheap. which would be like 30 US yeah for cheaper. a flight that is great <laughs> yeah you're like I'll take two <laughs> um but then it just like the prices just went up to like 250 one way, 350 the other. And cause I was living, you know, week to week, paycheck to paycheck. Mm-hmm. I was like, I don't have that kind of money. Okay, I'm stuck in Sydney for a holiday that I don't want. Yay. <laughs> and so then on the day of my first holiday, like the, the first day of that holiday, I get a text message and it's from this guy who I had no idea. I should have maybe like Googled or checked or something. And his name is Michael Guy who mm. is the producer and the guitarist of United. <laughs> oh wow just hadn't no, I just had no idea I don't think I was just living under rock where I'm <laughs> from um and he's like hey we uh would you like to come in and be free to come in to do some um BVs like backing vocals on the latest United project and I was just like this is so weird like but I'm yeah sure like you know I I'm free this week <laughs> <laughs> because I am on a holiday so sure and um so I went in wow and um and then we were just singing along, and I was like, I'm pretty sure this is the melody. Like, this doesn't sound like BB." It's Like, you're literally getting me to sing whatever this person's mm-hmm. singing. Like, it's just exactly the same. But I didn't say anything, and I was just like, just singing along. And then they said, we'd like you to come back tomorrow. Is that okay? And I'm like, well, so fine, because I'm <laughs> not doing anything. And so then I came back the next day, and um, I think they had just finished the song. I mean, I know that they had just finished the song like half an hour before I got in. And I you know, went into the, uh, where the engineer was and just like listened and learnt the verse and went in and sang it. Then learnt the melody, the chorus, sang the chorus and then learnt the bridge and then went and sang the bridge. And then we did some, uh, just a little bit of free worship. And then that was Oceans. Wow. And that's to crazy. be honest, like I, I told like two or three people that I even went in because I didn't want to be that person that's like, cause you just never know if a song's gonna make it on yeah. an album. And so I didn't wanna be the person I was like, oh my gosh, like wait till this next thing comes out, next minute, like no song, you know? <laughs> <laughs> yep. So I was like, <laughs> i totally you just said like that, uh, I been that person. <laughs> <laughs> That's awesome. I was like, I can't, I would die. So I just didn't say anything. And then, so that was November, December, January. Like I'm still just working in retail and, And I knew that the album was gonna come out um, Mm mid-February, like early Feb, And um, but I hadn't heard anything. So I definitely still was not saying anything or just like asking like, did I make the cut? Like Mm -hmm. I just, you know, didn't do anything. And then um, I don't know if you've met our global creative pastor, Cass Langton. She's beautiful and prophetic and she's very funny. Mm -hmm. And she said to me one time, that she just came out to the city, or maybe it was, it was, I can't remember. And she just said, hey, um, I'd love to get lunch with you. And so I just, you know, old mate who doesn't really pick up on anything. I was like, I love that, yes. Like <laughs> um, I work on this day and she's like, yeah, I'll come to you. And I was like, it's just in retail. So like, I have to go when my boss tells me I don't, I, you know, so I was like basically an hour late to lunch. Cause they're like, you can go now. I was like, oh my gosh i was like i'm so sorry and They're like no, it's fine like we were gonna wait like don't even worry because i thought they may would you know reschedule something and so we rock up to lunch and then she literally as soon as i sit down she's like okay she's like would you ever quit your job and i was wow. like i was like uh yeah <laughs> like i'm selling clothes um i love it but yeah and she goes would you quit today and i was like whoa yeah, I was like, why? She's like, well, we want you to come on staff at church to look after the vocals in the city campus and you have to quit today because you're going on tour next week uh, with United to South Africa for the Zion tour. Oh, And so I'm just like, I start crying. And then through like my tears, I'm just like, by the way, like I didn't go to university. I haven't had singing lessons. Like I'm like kind of saying like I'm unqualified. Like I don't even know what I'm doing. Yeah. And basically it was the best lunch of my life. Wow, I'd say so. And I walk, yeah, oh my (laughs) gosh. I walk back to work and I'm just like, "Uh, I have to tell you something. And they're like, you're quitting, aren't you? And I was just like, how did you know? Yeah. Wow. And sorry. And then they're like, yeah you're gonna work for the church aren't you what i was like what yes i was just like did you guys all just know this and not tell me and they're like we're so stoked for you because normally if someone's leaving particularly in retail you're just like so dirty or just like yeah "Ah," like because it's so much work for everyone then you gotta rehire and all that stuff but they were stoked because i they just you know just anytime i was leaving work i was usually going to like a youth night or like a connect group or like you know and so they were just pumped and yeah the following week um we had like a few little rehearsals and that's when i they're like oh do you want to hear oceans wow <laughs> and i was like oh i mean if that's okay sure like i'd love to and so i heard it and that was the first time i heard wow. it and then we were on the plane like you know two days later and i'll never forget JD, my brother of all brothers, who actually married Ben and I. Oh, like, that's awesome. He's a, yeah, special older brother. Um, I'll never forget. He was like looking back from his seat on the plane, just going, you better learn. Um, and he's just like saying all these like Hosanna and he's like bones and just saying wow. all these like girl songs. And I was really feeling stressed trying to learn this because <laughs> I don't know if anyone's been to a Hillsong United and I, but there's a lot of songs. And again, I was probably living under a rock and some of the songs i hadn't ever like learned before and so basically i was just trying to cram all these like um words into my head just going please god please god thank goodness for like let's just say shout out to all graphic lyrics operators within churches on sunday you are the true worship leader and you help us (laughs) i'm so grateful so pretty crazy Then we, i think it was the second night in so the first night when we went on that tour to South Africa I was in um, Johannesburg or Joburg. and then the second night Joel leaned over and the album hadn't come out yet, and just said, "Hey, let's we'll try Oceans tonight." Wow! I'm like, oh, totally. And I'm just like, oh gosh, oh gosh. But then the album hadn't come out yet, so I was like, if I stuff it up a little bit, no, no one's one no one will know it, yeah. that that was wrong. <laughs> <laughs> and so we started the track, and it just had this weird very weird response. Like no one knows the song and yet everyone just like did this weird cheer at the start. Mm. It was very weird. Wow. And um and then we just sang it and we had like sweet moments of free worship and then we're just like, Oh, that was a bit weird and amazing and wow. just I well, I don't know what that was, you know, obviously God's power having his way, doing his thing. And then, um, yeah. Wow. And <laughs> That is the coolest story ever.
0: What a testimony! I love how you just drop this like epic God story, and then you're like, "And yeah, like that." That's it. (laughs) But that's so that's that I I can relate to that because even when you tell whenever I tell my story, it's like all you can really say is yeah, because it's so God. It's like you can look at it and say like, "Yes, I sing," but I didn't do any of that. Like God set that up, and what I love about it is that you moved to sydney and like you didn't know really what you were gonna do how that was gonna look there wasn't necessarily like it didn't even financially make sense but you did it and then (laughs) years go by before you actually Mm -hmm. realize like the purpose of you being where you're at and all the things that god was doing behind the scenes and i think so many times like in our christian walk we want to have clarity before we do something you know before we have faith right we want god to say Move here, and here's why, and here's all the things that are going to happen, and when you get there, I'll do this. And that's just not how it works. Like Your story reminds me of Moses when God showed up, and he's like, I need you to go back. And I need you to talk to Pharaoh. And and Moses starts coming up with all these excuses as to why he's not the person, just like (laughs) you. Like, okay, well, I can't speak. I I can't. (laughs) I can't do this. And you're like, I didn't go to university. I didn't do this. And I I can relate to that too, because I did the same thing. And he's like, just go. Like, I will give you the words to say. And yet, and here you are, years later, still leading. And God has time and time again, given you the words and the voice in specific moments. And that's impacted people's life by how you've led. And so I think you're story is so powerful. And I'm excited for people to listen because I think people are going to say, wait, God can do that. Like God works like that, that like those whispers that I'm following, that, that really is him. And and it is him. And it's so beautiful. Um, also I didn't know that you worked in retail and I think that's such a cool (laughs) side story. Um, because one of the things I was going to ask you was, you know, it's funny this week I like dyed my hair pink. Okay just little little pigs and i loved thanks, it thanks girl it was so funny <laughs> because the comments people say are so funny like Oh, I've always wanted to do this, but I didn't have the. I've never had the confidence to do it. I could never do it. Like all this stuff about like how I could never do it, but it's so cool you did it. And I, I was like, you know, that's sad. You know that our confidence is so rooted in like what our appearance is, or like if we dye yeah. our hair pink and it doesn't work out, then what if we lose confidence or whatever? And you've made some pretty bold moves. Like you shaved your head at one point. You have like this, and I'm and I'm
2: always so close to going back.
0: Like I, <laughs> I love that. Like your hair color changes. Your style is so cool. And unique and like, how did you get to the point, which I know that you love fashion, but that you were confident enough in who you were to just freely live out who you are?
2: Yeah. Well, I grew up with this little um I'll never forget it. It's a little white plaque Mm -hmm. and it was written in purple because that was my favorite colour. I think it was my mom's favorite colour for me, and somehow I just like took it on. It's awesome. So it's fine. (laughs) I still like it, Mom. And it just said you're an unrepeatable miracle. Wow. And I would I would like grow up just it on the back of, of my door mm. and not from like a, wow, like I'm an unrepeated <laughs> man, I'm amazing. No, not at all. But just like, you know, we were handcrafted yeah. by the hands that form the stars and the heavens and the earth. And, and like we were lovingly made, mm. you know, it says, um, he knew our form before we were even born when we were yeah. in our mother's womb and it's beautiful and it and it you know each one of us are unrepeatable miracles and i just feel I like that. um yeah i don't know like i just i i guess it's just the way that my parents just always instilled so that identity yeah yeah and just how like you know my dad would always say like before you were ours you were his mm. And so it was just like this beautiful thing of like, okay, we're the handiwork of God. Mm -hmm. Again, not like a, to be cocky or anything like that. Um, But yeah, just, I don't know, like, and I've always known that like, (laughs) when you try to be like somebody else, um, it's always the poorest version of it. Like it's always gonna be second best. always gonna be less than. Yeah, and so, I can only do like I can only be me. Yeah. And I can only try my best and you know if that's if that's all I can do then that's great. And so I mean I think it's a journey like I think about say like you know kids growing up now and then also like our kids you know when they're going to be teenagers they're going to be bombarded by so many different um, visual things right. you know. Um which maybe that's key like what what are we watching Mm -hmm. what are we like taking in what are we listening to um that will have an impact on our value identity or where we place it and in whom Mm -hmm. um and i don't know like to be honest with the whole like shaving of my head um i did it at the start because i had damaged it um by going blonde and i was doing like at the hairdressers like it wasn't a home job but it was at the hairdressers and it was a scalp bleach which i think is the most like <laughs> distress you could give yeah, yeah damaging you <laughs> your hair even though i have gone blonde again but i did foils nice so i think it's a little upgrade a little, yeah. for sure <laughs> yeah <laughs> so this is another point for people go for foils rather than the scalp bleach. <laughs> uh, learn from my mistakes um and and i i did it and at the point like you know i you know if we're just gonna be honest is to help people like I went through a breakup um a little while before that and it wasn't like the nicest breakup and and I was just gonna shave my head because I was like oh like I just need to get like healthy hair again because it was breaking off and and i could have truly like i could have cut it to here i could have cut it like just underneath my ears or like made a bob or something but i was just like you know drastic i was like shave it just shave it (laughs) you know and i said it a few times as a joke with friends but you know the power of your words like i started thinking about it i was like okay let's do this and then just before i shaved it um i felt like this like weird thought of like, oh, what would that person think if I shaved it? Or what would that person think if I shaved it? And I felt like the Holy Spirit just like interjected and said, hey, even now, Mm. even more, you need to do it because you're not ruled by people's opinions. Mm. And you're not meant to be ruled by people's opinions. So I did it. And it was this insane thing of, um, yeah, it was just like a God thing of, all of a sudden I was just walking in a different way and I felt free Mm. and there was this confidence because you know, like, I think there's this girl called, like, India Ari that says, like, I'm not my hair. Like, it's this beautiful mm. old school song, like, it's you know, cool. kind of shows how old I am. <laughs> and, um, and I was just like, wow, like, our beauty doesn't lie within our hair. Our beauty doesn't lie within what we wear. Like, yeah. you know, I mean, it says in the Bible, like charm is deceptive yes. and beauty's fleeting, but a woman who <laughs> i was like the most important was part was of the verse i to
0: help you and then i yeah, forgot to do it. It too. i was like Charm it's basically the woman who thing, trusts but a woman who
2: is to be praise. either trust in the lord waits yeah i know i forgot in the main praise. one <laughs> trust in the lord waits in the lord <laughs> we in loves so the lord
0: strong. something about the lord <laughs> <laughs> all bad. of the above trust love <laughs> respects all the things
2: oh my goodness uh, i'm gonna google this later i'll be like Why does that
0: happen anyway? (laughs) We're we're both in it together though because I couldn't think of it either. Proverbs
2: 31, I know that it's in that chapter, so check that out.
0: That's so good Um, though and that's so... That's so true. And that that's why I wanted to challenge people with that thought of saying that I don't have the confidence to do that because I think we need to ask ourselves why. Like, if we don't, yeah. then why? Is it because of somebody's opinion or is it because of how we would look or our own insecurity or what somebody would say? And those are important questions yeah. because then what are, are we living free, you know? But even I love what you said about your mom yeah. saying that you are an unrepeatable miracle. And to me, like, that's so cool because back whenever I was little, my dad used to like give everybody a nickname and I was always bothered that I didn't have a nickname. And I was like, dad, like, I'm just Sadie. Like why, like, I I want a nickname. Like all these people have like these cool <laughs> names that you've given them and I just am Sadie. And he would always say to me, he said, Sadie, you're just the original. And he would always call me the original. Aww. And now literally behind me, you can see my sign says live original. That's live my original. whole message. That's the like, yes, again, what is ministry? But that is the name of my ministry. Everything I do has been birthed out of this idea that I want to encourage people to like live yeah. original, confident in the person that God yeah. created them to be. And so it was really cool that my dad said that over me all my life and it used to bother me until one day it actually was like mm-hmm. the thing that, affirmed who I was and same for you. And so, you know, for girls out there listening and guys too, it's like, you know, you might have these insecurities and you might not have a parent who said you're the original or you're an unrepeatable miracle, but at the same time, like your heavenly father does say these things over you. Like, like you said, you are his handiwork. You're made in the image of him. Like there are so many beautiful words that God has spoken over the creation that you are. And if you take that and let that be your confidence and that affirm who you are you really do get to live more freely like if you want to shave your head you can shave your head not that that's what freedom's about or dyeing your hair pink but it's a form of expressing that i'm not living bound to what other people say about me or my own insecurity but i'm living in the freedom of who i know i am and so your story yeah. just reminds me so much of things I've been through and I think it's going to encourage so many girls out there. I want to ask you one final thing because I know we talked a lot, but your story is just, your testimony has been incredible. But I want to ask you about this because mm-hmm. it's something I struggle with during, um, honestly, just again, to be honest, to help people where they're at, during this like pandemic and especially actually when I had COVID, it was like really hard for me to worship, which I've never faced before. Like, honestly, I've mm-hmm. always been, someone that loves to worship i always i've like pretty pretty much maintained a relationship with jesus yes i've gone off and had better seasons than than others but i've never like struggled i've never like doubted god or struggled to worship but whenever i had COVID, it sent me in this like really dark time where i was like really feeling depressed and i was just really struggling to worship through it um and so as a worship leader you know, I know that is like what you do. That's obviously something you love to do. But have there been times in your life even that you've struggled to worship? And if there have, like how do you navigate through those seasons um, when worship is is your job, but it's also like the posture of your heart, you know?
2: Yeah. Uh, that's, <laughs> that's a heavy one. It's Well, it's like, you know, like how do we define worship? Mm. If worship is just in our minds, if worship is just the 20 minutes we have at the top of a service or maybe 40, depending, you know, what church you go to, um, then I think we've missed it Mm. because then if we miss worship or we rock up late or say online church, we just put it on in the background and we don't really focus until the person who's preaching comes on, like then we've we've missed it. You know, Mm -hmm. one of my favorite stories in the Bible, and I didn't know why until it wasn't until I actually got to Israel and I saw this beautiful mosaic in this amazing church. And I was like, why is there a picture of Jesus on the cross? And then there's a picture of the disciples with his mother, Mary. And then there was beside this was, um, this is on the roof of, um, it's the Holy Sepulchre, mm-hmm. like a, a church over there. And there was a, a picture of Isaac on the altar with his uh, father, Abraham, and there was a ram in the thicket. Mm. And I said, wait a second. So there's a picture of Jesus and it's New Testament. And then there's this picture of this Old Testament story. And I was like, I don't, why does that correlate? And so then um, one of my friends, Katrina, who's a Bible teacher and theologian herself and um, speaks Hebrew and wow. you know all the things are <laughs> like, she's amazing. And she started to unpack why that was, you know, on on the roof of this church. And it was actually the first time that worship was mentioned in the Bible. Wow! When Abraham was going up the mountain with Isaac, he told um, to sacrifice him because that's what the Lord had said. And he told the servant to wait there because Isaac and I are going up to worship. So he knew he was going up to sacrifice and he knew he was going to be obedient to the Lord. And he called that worship. Mm. So it's sacrifice and it's obedience. Wow, That's actually the definition, you know, from what he was saying that worship is. I don't know if he was going Mm -hmm. to um, sing a song, (laughs) but he was going up there to worship, Mm -hmm. which is, you know, I love in Romans 12, it talks about, you know, take every day, this is the message translation, take your everyday um, life, you're eating, you're sleeping, you're walking around life and place it before God. as as a holy sacrifice, pleasing to him. That's how we live, not just not just the song, not just the 20 minutes, but at how we live, our eating, you know, do we honor God with the with the temple that He's given us, which mm-hmm. is, you know, we're temples of the Holy Spirit. Do we honor him in the way that we walk around and the way that we um encounter other people and, in our and our everyday life? You know, do we do that as an act of worship? And at the start of that verse in Romans, it actually says in full view of God's mercy. Mm. You know, we do everything out of a response because of what Jesus did. The only reason we can come to the Father is because of what Jesus did on the cross, that he died yeah. and took on all of our shame, our sin, all the weight that we, you know, carry and will, will carry. Like he He died a perfect sacrificial lamb once and for all. Mm-hmm. And um, maybe we don't have time to go into it, but I would definitely suggest reading those Uh, reading that early story about Abraham and Isaac and just how God put Abraham in a sleep and he, back in the old day, it was, um, you know, it was the way to do a covenant, which is like, you know, a promise that couldn't be broken and that we would shake on it and we would both fulfill it. It sounds like really gory, but they would like cut animals in half and they would put on either side and there would be a river of blood that would run through and people would walk through one after the other so that they would hold on to that covenant saying that that's what we're going to do and we're, you know like that's like as good as a handshake mm-hmm. and in this dream um that's what god showed abraham that he was doing and abraham actually didn't walk through but god did and he saw the back of him wow and so i was just like being blown away this is like my friend telling me and just retelling me the story and obviously i went and read it again later on but mm-hmm. that god would say you know i'm gonna do this Basically, I'm gonna give my son even if you don't. Wow. It's insane, like, the Bible's amazing how everything is everything like- Everything <laughs> ties together, yeah. <laughs> Honestly, like, I've, you know, I I got given um, a New American Standard Bible by my husband for Christmas and just the, because um, it has like a concordance, but also just ha- like cor- like tells you all the scriptures that correlate with each other. So anyway, I would say go read that because it's such a it's beautiful, amazing. powerful thing so that, you know, I know we're talking about worship, we'll come back to that with like Isaac and Abraham up on that mountain, he was worshiping. Mm. And then God in his kind of said, hey, just before you kill him, stop, I've actually provided. And the correct terminology, um, I'm probably gonna get it wrong because I'm not great with this, but you know, like God himself will provide a lamb.
0: Wow. So God
2: himself, (laughs) yeah, Jesus was a lamb. And so he was foreshadowing what he was going to do so powerful. for all for all of us. Like it's amazing. So all that to say, worship is is sacrifice and obedience. Even if you don't feel like it, mm-hmm. um, it's the way that we live our lives. And you know, I'm not perfect. This is stuff that like, ah, uh, you can so easily get out of step with God. For me, it's like I have to spend time with Him every single day. Otherwise, I'm not a good person. <laughs> I'm not good. I'm I'm. You know, we have sinful natures. Like. I sin and mm. I fall short. You know, I'm not perfect. The only person who was perfect was Jesus. Yeah. And thank goodness for him, otherwise we wouldn't get to be in the presence of God. Mm-hmm. And so I've just had to learn how to cultivate it. Right. I can tell you, I am so I will be so excited when we get back to being in the building. We've only had one church service since COVID hit wow. at the start of last year, where we've been together wow. in the building. And then the next week we had another outbreak. So we <laughs> they oh shut everything gosh. down again. So I can't wait. Like maybe it'll be this coming Sunday. I'm not exactly sure, but I'll be excited for that. But I feel like this is, again, like this whole season has just like pulled back the layers. Yeah. And it's showing what we've actually built on and the foundations of our it's faith true. and what we believe. And what do we believe about God when things yeah. aren't shaping up to be? You know, like, I, I think it's in Lamentations or it's, I think it's Lamentations 3 or Habakkuk. I can't exactly remember. Both great books, totally read them <laughs> in the Bible. You know, though the fig tree doesn't doesn't actually have fruit and though things aren't looking how, how I think it should, and yet I'll praise him. Like, yep. you know, a sacrifice of praise, you know, I don't know. And maybe this isn't like the correct theology, but like, let's give something to God That's that great. actually costs us. Because when yeah. we get up to heaven, we probably can't give him there's gonna be no tears, no pain, yeah. no sickness. Like, you know faith is real when you actually are getting refined. Yeah, that's good. <laughs> like when you when you're going through stuff, like give him something that like that we couldn't give to him up there. Yeah. Because we're gonna be healed and whole, like wow, give him the thing that costs you, like trust him. Yeah, I mean <laughs> I'm still trying to figure it out. I don't have the scripture to back that up fully, but it's everywhere in scripture, you know?
0: No, I love that. That's so good. Taya, thank you so much. You are such a well of wisdom and like on top of just your wisdom, your honesty and vulnerability, I know it's going to help so many people and you're so relatable. It's always fun when you talk to people who, <laughs> you know, you can look at you and, and you see all the things that you've done and it's really remarkable and amazing. But your humility shines through it all and you just see Jesus and you just, Hear Jesus in your story, and so it's always refreshing to talk to someone and be like, "Man, I can relate to that." Not because I can relate to Taya necessarily in her story, but I can relate to who God is and what He's going to do in my life and what He's already done. And so, your advice is incredible. I know what I know. Everybody's gonna be excited. I know Christian's really going to be excited to. Uh, my husband's going to be excited to hear this. Shout out, Christian. Um, so just know, also, we we think you and Ben are awesome. I wish we got to hang out with y'all and knew y'all more, but even just who y'all are. Online is such a great example to so many people. So, thanks for spending time with me on the podcast and just sharing your heart. You're incredible.
2: You're very kind. Thank you for having me. And we love you guys. And we're backing you to the hilt. Oh, and I can't wait you. for these baby girls to come Earthside. And one day when we get to travel again, we'll get to all hang out. Yes.
0: And... <laughs> Praise. I believe it. I believe it. Well, thank you. That yes. was so good. Hello. 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 How's it (laughs) going? It's Sadie and Christian. What's your name, Ella? Yes,
1: ma'am. It's nice to meet you. Nice to
0: meet you. It's so nice to meet you too over the phone. How's you? you, I know. You having a good day so far?
1: Yeah, yeah. Um, I had my school classes for the day. Um, and now I'm going to cheer practice. Ayo, hey, so, um,
0: that's awesome. Yeah. You yeah. did something I was unable to do, make the cheer team. So <laughs> congratulations.
3: <laughs> that's um, still Sadie's biggest life regret. That's,
0: no, it, it is not. <laughs> it, it might be my embarrassment, but it, it's not my regret. <laughs> oh, that's <laughs> hilarious. Well, okay. What's your question that you sent in? Yeah. So,
1: I mean, I've dealt with insecurities. I think like every other girl, I don't know. yeah like fourth grade um probably that's probably when they started i mean i've had all the thoughts like am i good enough am i pretty enough do i look good enough in this outfit you know right um and i've always just been such a people pleaser and so i naturally just have always felt the need to cater to everyone around me and how they see me Mm -hmm. um and like being a teenager growing up in a literal pandemic. Um, with like such high standards being set by social media, what you look at, magazine covers, it's just like hard for me sometimes to look at myself and know like that God's opinion is the one that truly matters. Yeah. So I guess my question would be like, when did you feel like you started living confidently in God? rather mm-hmm. than other people's opinions and how did you like get to that point?
0: Yeah, mm-hmm. oh, that's so good. First of all, thank you for just your honesty because that is so relatable and so real. Like if yeah. not, I-, I think everybody has experienced those feelings and those thoughts. Um, part of it is the culture that we live in. I think also it's just a part of being human, you know? Mm-hmm. And yeah, sure. looking yeah. to the left and the right, comparing yourself to other people, comparing yourself to the magazines, to Instagram, to the likes and all the different things. So that's a struggle mm-hmm that everybody goes through. But what I um, love about you is that you're not willing to just accept it because everybody goes through it. Because I think that's the thing that we fall into. It's like, well, everybody goes through it. Everybody struggles with it. And then we're like, But does that mean we should feel that way? Does that mean that that's Mm a good thing? And no, Mm -hmm. clearly not. Obviously, we know that the Bible has something else to offer where there's this peace that surpasses all understanding. There's this love and there's this worth and Mm -hmm. this value. And so I love that you're trying to seek truth in that and not just going with the standard of the world. But I'll tell you, for me, whenever that kind of shifted for me, I'll never forget i was in eighth grade it was january the 16th 2012. i remember the date because it was so significant to me I uh-huh. basically was just fed up with being um, insecure and not being confident in myself, uh-huh. and I wanted to find a verse on confidence I could just hold on to, and this was going to be like my confident verse. And to be mm. honest with you, what I was wanting to find was something like, you are amazing, God made you perfect just as you are, yeah. go rock it, but that is like not what I found. As I Google yeah. searched how to be confident in the Bible verse on being confident, I actually found Hebrews 10 verse 35. And it says, so then do not forget the confident trust that you have in the Lord for that will be richly rewarded. And something just it literally was like for the first time ever, I got this revelation of what it means to be confident as a Christian. It's not that you have to be confident in yourself and your mm-hmm. own ability and your look. Like you said, do I look good enough in this outfit? Am I enough in this? It, that, that's not even what it's about. It's do I trust God? do i have confidence in who god is because if you can find confidence in who god is you naturally will be confident in who you are because god is the one who created you he's the one that formed you and if you're confident in the creator you're going to be a lot more confident in his creation You're also going to free yourself up from looking from the left to the right to be able to accept who he made you to be and what he wants to do with exactly who you are. And so honestly, it's really shifting your eyes off of everybody else and even off of yourself and onto God and saying, my confidence is not going to be rooted in how well I perform. It's not going to be rooted in how good I look. It's not going to be rooted in who I date who I don't. It's not going to be rooted in how many friends I have. My confidence will be rooted in who God is and how he created me. And that's going to free you up to live the confident life that that God has for you. So it's a total perspective shift off of yourself, off of the world and onto God. And I'm telling you, it'll truly, truly change your life. And I think it's interesting that you said, like, when did that start for you? When did you you know, stop valuing the world's Like words and stuff, and value in God's. And it's interesting now that I'm pregnant and I have this view of my daughter, Mm -hmm. it's so beautiful because you know, she's in the womb. The only person who knows her right now is God. She's so beautiful. She's so wonderful. She's so amazing. And yeah. that's all she knows about herself. And then when she's born into the world, the only thing she'll know for a few years is what her her earthly dad and her mom say over her, that she's beautiful, that she's wonderful, that she's amazing. And she will have a confidence when she's young, like we all do, you know? And mm-hmm. then yeah. there will be a time that sadly she will be insecure because at some point she will shift her eyes off of you know and her ears from the words of truth and onto the world so I think we all start out with the confidence. We all start out with, because um, we all start out only knowing God, only being known that we're wonderfully made, mm-hmm. only being it's really amazing. And then we get with the world, and then there's this crucial point in our life that we have to get back to the original words spoken over us from God. And so it's really just getting back to, to what you really know and how you were really formed.
3: Yep, yeah, that was great. Yeah. I really don't have anything to add after that.
0: <laughs> well, you, you, you can just you, affirm.
3: You did. Well, yeah, you pretty much covered um, all the bases there. But for me, just quick tidbit. Um, I would say when I truly felt like the Lord converted me and I really feel like my life changed, that was kind of when I kind of shifted from others' opinions to what mm-hmm. God said about me. And not that, because I do think... That it can happen in, in an instant, but I do also think that it's like a gradual process. Like, yeah, there are some people that, who say like
0: yeah. January 16, thousand twelve, but but even that, there's a process, you yeah. know. Yeah, because not- I mean,
3: there's still yeah, I, mean, I still have thoughts that creep in about what other people think of me, but I know that that that's not what defines me. And it and it and mm-hmm. it did take a time and a place where where I found my confidence in God that that sh- that surely after time what others thought of me slowly started to become less what i thought about
0: yeah it's good babe well ella i hope that that encouraged you and again oh, yeah, I for sure just like thank you for being so real because every girl yeah. and guy is gonna hear that and be like that's me she's me that's exactly how <laughs> i feel and hopefully we can speak some truth into that so we're so glad you called and thanks so much for yeah. sending in your
1: question yeah, thank you so much for answering. You are such an inspiration to me, and it's just crazy that I'm even talking to you guys right now. Wow. Oh
0: well, thanks, friend. Thank well, you, you had so the much. best <laughs> rest of your day. Enjoy your cheer. <laughs>
3: thanks. Don't get hurt. Bye. Bye.
0: I will I will <laughs> Bye. Bye. is it to dad? Don't get hurt.
3: <laughs> well, I didn't want her to, like, give, you know don't twist your
0: ankle that was so cute y'all keep sending in advice to our what that's good podcast Instagram we would love to chat with you on the phone and get to hopefully give you the advice that we've learned yep. some some the hard way some some the easy way but really just what we found in God's word so keep calling we'd love to answer
3: keep calling